podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, this podcast episode is all about video interviews. Video interviews are becoming absolutely normal in this COVID-19 times and even beyond that. So we are delighted to be joined by three experts who are going to dismantle the video interviewing process for us. We are joined by Gillian Kelly, who is a master resume writer and a career coach. We are also joined by Sharon Vondermeer. She is a recruiter with more than 20 years of experience and Yana Martins. She is a video coach and help professionals and entrepreneurs to be effective in video presence. So let's talk to these three amazing experts and find out how can you really ace your next video interview. Hello everyone, this is Naishad here uh, from Your Career Down Under coming to you live from India. So firstly, good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are listening this uh, LinkedIn live from. Uh, you know, my, as I said, my name is Naishad Gadani and I, you know, me and Caroline has decided to do this uh, LinkedIn live or what we call delivering a career care package to your screen every weekday 3 p.m melbourne time which is around 9 30 uh, a.m in australian time uh, sorry indian time and uh, we try to bring new perspectives new ideas and to to support job seekers in this very trying circumstances it's it's those uh, situation that not not many of us has uh, you know faced in our lifetime so that's that's the reason to do this uh, linkedin live uh, program so today we are you know you know as you can see that there are you know many people on the screen um you know you know seems like watching a news hour debate um you know but uh, you know we don't worry we'll not be debating we'll just be you know discussing a very important topic uh that affects job seekers so so we've got you know uh, you know I'll, I'll probably you know now go you know go to caroline she's in uh in gippsland i'm in india and she is my, uh, you know, collaborator. So, Caroline. 
Oh, thanks, thanks for um, calling me in, Nishad. Yes, I'm uh, down in sunny, or not so sunny Gippsland today. It's actually raining, which is really nice. But um, yeah, so thanks, guys, for um, joining us on on this. And we're we're on the topic of video interviews, and video interviews are becoming more and more common before COVID nineteen. But obviously, I would imagine it's a predominant way that a lot of people are interviewing. Um, right now with the social distancing that, that's going on. So I'd like to welcome Sharon Vandermeer, um, Jana Martins and, and Gillian Kelly. And we've got three different experts. So um, Jana's a, you're a, a video coaching um, expert. Sharon um, runs a recruitment um, business and, and Gillian runs Outplacement Australia. So everybody has different perspectives on um, you know, advice and tips that, that, that they can give people. So I guess it'd be great to start off with, um, first of all, if, if we start with you, Sharon, and then Yana, you, and then you, Gillian, about just giving a bit of an introduction to um, who you are and, and what your what your business is about, basically. Sure. So Sharon Vandermeer, and I'm the Director of On The Ball Personnel, and we're based in Melbourne. And this is the 30th year that we've been in operation. So definitely dinosaurs of the recruitment industry. Um, our specialty is hiring, but we also do a lot of work in the HR space, you know, with, especially with small to medium businesses. Um, and so this is, you know, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing today because it's, it's very apt to what they will be experiencing and currently some of them are experiencing it. Great. And, yeah, Jana, I'd like to give people a quick rundown or a rundown of, of what you do and how you help people. Uh, yep. Yeah, so my name is Jana Martins and I do video coaching. Um, so what I mean by video coaching, it's um, um, I'm helping people with the personal branding online and increasing their online presence. Um, so it goes way beyond just the video. It's about understanding how you get perceived online, why people perceiving you a certain way and how you want to be perceived. And obviously the video is a great communication tool and the video is the quickest way to raise your online presence and build trust with potential clients or potential employees. Um, and yes, yeah, so I've been helping um, mostly um, um, small business owners, but also people in IT and finance industry raise their profiles from LinkedIn uh, and uh, also build this personal brand online that help them to find the future jobs. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Gillian? Um, hi, everyone. I'm Jill. Um, yeah, I'm a, a head of talent marketing at Outplacement Australia. So basically, we work with workforces all around Australia when they're going through times of change. And boy, are we going through times of change. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we work, with, we work with their people to help them to move forward with confidence when their career has been affected by change. So helping people with everything from resume development and interview coaching, job search strategy, personal branding, like Yana was talking about, all the really important things that are um, emerging at the moment and are important skills in times of change. Um, and definitely interview coaching, uh, video interview coaching is one of those areas that we are seeing lots more of. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I might just um, start back and do the circle back. So what in terms of a, a video interview, I mean, we do over Skype and we do over Zoom, but... Chili, what what do people need to think about when they're doing doing a video interview? Do you think? Um, I think it realistically, any interview is really about a few things. One, it's about really taking the time to think about from the hire's mindset. 
So it's really having, doing your homework before you go into that interview is really important and understanding the medium that you're going to be, you know, having that interview in. So as you're saying, there's there's a few different ways. And at, at the moment, that one-to-one interview or panel interview that we're traditionally seeing face-to-face um, may be being done over Skype or Zoom or another forum or there's new um, interviewing tools that are coming in, like the video interviews, which are being used for screening. And in fact, even I had a um, a robot telephone interview recently that did the same thing. So an interview by a recorded robot that interacted with me over the phone. So yeah, there's all of these different forums and I guess you need to familiarise yourself and prepare appropriately for that forum. Mm. So it's both the forum, but it's also the employer, like what, what you're actually going, yeah. what they're actually looking for. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. And Yana, I was just wondering, you know, with the work that you do, what do people routinely get wrong when they're, they're doing a video um, interview per se or a video presentation? Um, I think important thing to understand here that uh, like it, likely it or not, people do judge other people by physical appearance. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's the one thing that's what's happening in the video. And when we um, filming the video or doing, you know, the video interview, it's not only how you look, but how is everything look around counts as well. And it can also um, affects the judgments. Yeah. So mm. it's not only um, how you look, but it's also where's the light coming from? What's behind you? Uh, mm. What are you wearing? These things. Um, Consciously or unconsciously, people still will notice these things. Even if we're saying every time, oh, uh, let's not judge the book by its cover, uh, but we, we still all do. It's our survival mechanism. That's what mm. people do then when we see each other. We still get influenced by, by the visuals. And in the filming video, that's what is it? It's visuals. So we still get influenced by that. Mm. So the visual isn't just you, it's your background and how you want to present and... Well, what would be your tips around that? So what, what makes a good good background? Um, look, I can give you like a five quick tips. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're my basic one. Um, I would say quite, uh, tip number one, find the light. Yeah. Because when we um, haven't been, uh, you know, in the photography or video industry or something like this, we can't see, we're not used to seeing the light. Mm. And... Uh, I'm not saying that you need to uh, overthink about the light and do some lighting setups or anything like this. No, it's really simple. You just find the source of the light and face it because you what you want, the people see your face. Yep. So you want your face to be clear than you're on a video interview on the video. So that's the first thing. I usually just sit in front of the window, uh, make sure the window is not behind you because then you get all dark and silhouette. Simple things like this, background, make sure you make it reasonably clean. Yeah, reasonably clean, don't put too many things. If you're putting something, think about what these things might tell the uh, viewer about it. And then other stuff, it's all about your non-verbal communication because people do pick up a lot of non-verbal cues as well. Uh, I would say the difference between the real life and the video, you do have smile a bit more in the video. Sometimes yes. you have it is sometimes feel weird but um definitely definitely over smile on the video mm. um another tip don't lean back yeah yeah 
as soon as you lean back, you all get like distorted. Your hands will look bigger than your face, and it's just unflattering. So make sure you always, especially if you're sitting, lean a bit forward to bring the energy uh, forward. And another thing that I usually advise people to do is show your hands in the, in the video as well, because hand gestures is really strongly related to the thinking and speaking. So then people see your hands, it's actually help you to uh, get your message across clearly as well. We all know, you know, that we someone hide the hands behind. Um, we always feel a bit like uncomfortable. So it feels like people um, hiding something. Yeah, that's why we wave when we see new people because we're showing like we don't have any weapon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And. Um, Open, open hand gestures, that's what create this little bit extra trust and openness as well. So, yeah, yeah so find the light, clean up your background, sit, sit straight, lean forward over smile, let your hands move naturally. I think there's some great tips for both of us there too, Nathan, with our LinkedIn lives. So um, I'll get my hands out and change my um, <laughs> change the angle of my um, camera next. So, yeah. Um, fantastic. Sharon, you would have seen, I guess, thinking like from the other point of view, you know, the experience that employers can create for candidates with video interviews, what do they need to think about when they're, they're running interviews? Because it's a little bit different from face-to-face. Um, -face. What do you, do you give advice to um, your clients on what they need to think about when they do them? Yeah, look, funnily enough, a lot of the clients that we're working with haven't, we'll, we'll be adopting it now, but I, I don't think they've really fully embraced it. Whereas it's, you know, with the, you know, COVID 19 has made us all pivot and pivot fast. So mm. I definitely think there'll be questions coming, you know, fast and furious. I've already done a couple of other webinars around this topic already because mm. they're reaching out and what do we do? Um, yeah. I think the most important thing is that. You know, as a client, especially in, so we would look at it as in this climate and outside of this climate. So in this climate, there's a, you need to have a little bit of tolerance, you know, um, as far as, you know, the video interview that goes on. You know, it might be a parent that's working from home, so there might be a bit of a background noise that they can't avoid. Um, so I would just say to employers to be very understanding at the moment, uh, mm. but if we're outside of that zone, it's to look at things so that, you know, you are prepared, like you get to that interview if we're doing the interview where it's a one-on-one -on -one, uh, and not the interview where they're talking to, you know, software and things like that, they've got to send mm. in, um, you know, for the first phase. So one-on-one, -on -one, it's like make sure you're you're there early. Very mm. similar to what Jan said, make sure your lighting is good because you're the example to this, so they're going to follow that. Um, make sure you're dressed appropriately, you are organised, um, you know, you've got the resume there, you've got your questions. So everything you would normally do in an interview, you are simply transferring this. But the biggest yeah. thing I think employers will um, find a challenge, uh, and Yana sort of, uh, you know, brushed over it, is that it's the engagement level, how to get that engagement really quickly. Because you need to be able to, you know, in the interview, peel the layers of that employee so you can ascertain whether they're somebody that you would want to move to the next level, second interview, or to the next level and the compliance might be reference checking. So you need to make sure that you're really engaging. You've got that lovely, warm smile. You do have those icebreakers. Because on the other side, they're not only with nerves, but they're also, despite the fact that, you know, people pick up phones and can do selfies, 
it's the video, they're like freaking out, you know. Yeah. You really become like rabbits in headlines. So, um, you know, to to make sure that you're making it as easy for them to be relaxed and therefore you start to peel the onion and get the information you need from, from an interview perspective. Mm, that makes sense. Um, have you seen anything um, really bad that, that candidates have done in video interviews at all? Is there anything that's been an absolute... It's such a funny space when you start doing... We've been doing um, video interviews now for about sort of like 18 months. So, um, and I love it. I think it's incredibly efficient. Uh, I've definitely, you know, worked out now that, you know, my interviews become very conversational because the engagement mm. is quicker um, and it's you really do relax the other person. But I have seen people come to the interview in a tattered shirt uh, and it's been a professional role. I've seen many weird and wonderful hairdos. I think people have literally rolled out of bed. They've got bed hair, <laughs> uh, <Yes>. which is <laughs> incredibly funny. <laughs> um, and I've also seen people actually go, oh, can you hang on a second? I just got to answer this, answer their mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, so it's really interesting. Or yeah. they come to the, uh, this is such a, like a tip for employers to watch with candidates. So this would be for me because I work in both spaces. I do a lot of work with candidates to make sure they're interview ready and savvy and a lot for employers. So for candidates, get on early. Don't mm. be the person that goes, oh, my God, my, you know, my bandwidth is, is not strong enough, so I'm going to cut out. And we usually, you know, freeze at the most, like, horrible Look at looking, you know, position of ourselves <laughs> that leaves, yeah. you know, not the lasting impression you want to have to a prospective employer. Um, so yeah, so jump on early, get that, make sure your bandwidth is right, you know, have everything ready. A little bit of a hack that I tell candidates is, you know, with your laptop, you can actually stick on one side the job description or the ad and then mm. sticky tape your resume so that you're not having to look around for stuff, it's mm. in front of you. So, just a few quick hacks that they can yeah, make yeah, sure that's right. I was going to ask, and maybe if you guys just jump in, really, if you think you've got a good good thing to add to this. But what about notes? Can should you should you have notes there in, in front of you because you know the um, interviewer can't see them, or do, is that really obvious that you're kind of flicking over and looking at your notes all the time? I know that my son has just done a whole stack of these. So his graduate engineer came out and all yeah. of the graduate programs are loving these pre-recorded, um, they're screening huge amounts of people. So these are just great yeah. tools for hirers to get through when they've got high volumes. And he started that way with the notes on either side. Um, but I think as he went on, he actually found that that was some quite distracting um, yeah. and what you are better off doing, maybe a couple of notes, but what he found he was better off doing was really, really spending time getting those um, star stories. So your stories of example stories that you are going to use in the interview, really getting those nailed down because timing particularly is the biggest thing in the pre-recorded interviews. You have really mm. short time frames. So you, you don't have time to mumble and fumble and check notes and read. Um, it was better to just have that. And also it takes your eye gaze away from the camera, which yeah. was the other tip that really helped him, which was just 
a get your, your your conversation right know your stories know how you can respond have those really practice 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 and then practice practice looking at that lens so that they're, yeah. they're important eye contact not by looking to the side or looking down to the screen but actually yeah. looking up at them and that he he actually found that they got easier they're really hard for him at the beginning and yeah. I, I spoke to him before yeah. we came on today and asked him what would your tips be after having done 20 of them <laughs> yeah. 20 in a row should be good it was an experience and still expect to be nervous he said it doesn't matter yeah. if there isn't a person at the other end you're still nervous so yeah. the more prep you can do beforehand the more comfortable you are with knowing the company what they produce, having checked out their social media, mm. knowing your stories, the more comfortable you with all of that stuff, the easier it will come to get those responses back articulately and also in a way that looks great on camera. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> just, you know, practising um, is exactly what you said, Gillian, making sure that, you know, because initially it feels awkward. There's a sense yeah. of awkwardness from the candidate's perspective. So, you know, you're right to have a few notes there, but as time goes on, you become more and more comfortable with that. But, you know, grab someone, practice, you know. It, I think that's the, that's where the gold is, is in the constant practising because you've got a time limit. The star questions, you know, you make, you make sure you can think of that straight away. I think, you know, because it is on a on a, you know, one-to-one, -one, the minute you stop, there's a hesitation, the awkwardness can come in and, and totally derail, you know, the rest of the interview. So the practice side of things will, will be absolutely essential. Yeah. Do you find that timing an issue, Sharon, when you're doing those interviews? Sorry, I'm asking questions now. Oh, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> is that timing issue, you know, do you find that awkward in the one-to-ones? Look, I, I love someone who, look, I'm... I love to look at someone who's really authentic. So for me, I, I like people who've, you know, understood about the role, understood about the company. But I really ask quite sort of different questions because I want to see the authentic answer. I don't want to see the practised answer. I want to see what they say as the real them showing up. So I love it when someone goes, hmm, that's a great question. Let me just have two seconds because, you know, I've never been asked that before. I love that approach. That really appeals to me as an employer because I feel like I get the absolute real candidate. Um, I haven't really had anyone, I've definitely had moments like that where they'll go, oh, I've never, ever actually been asked that question. Um, yeah, and bang, their first answer is the most authentic answer. Yeah. It's not something they've been able to get on and Google. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I think it just, you know, again, it goes to that really fluid relationship that you start to develop over, over video. And the one it's about how you make this pose because mm -hmm. it is again non-verbal non communication comes in because if the if the person starts thinking and hesitating and their eyes like go around and to the side and you know they start doing something something like this with the hands that's completely different impression if the person just calmly stop and mm -hmm. have this like silent silent moment and like let me think about it that's come across completely different than you know like you start thinking like ah oh, yeah let me just yeah think about it because mm -hmm. we can source this nonverbal communication straight away and about um, i just want to build up on this point about looking direct to the camera i think that's really important people keep forgetting about it and especially if people on their phone 
and they looking mm. at the at themselves on the screen instead of looking yeah. at the camera really easy to get confused yeah but you actually even like now in the zoom you need to look at your webcam not at yourself yeah. on the screen yeah. to engage um and um with the notes as well uh, i prefer bullet points yeah so not the long bullet points if you have your bullet points mm. you can quickly look at your bullet points to uh, to think what you, you're talking about next. And in this case, you can keep this connection uh, with the camera. But pre-recorded videos, you can use teleprompter as well. Mm. Ah. So it depends. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> Look, sometimes I, I start to be a bit of an icebreaker. I say to candidates, you know, it's great to have you on screen today. And, um, you know, I, I sort of use an example of myself, which sets the tone a little bit, saying, you know, um, this is great to meet you virtually. You know, this was, you know, I found this a little bit challenging at the start as well. So let's just work through this together. So I feel like just making that connection with them that I'm also human just because I'm the interviewer doesn't make me less human. Um, and, you know, it's almost like you can feel this, see their shoulders go, hmm, and then they start <laughs> to relax into the interview. So, yeah. One of the things that I wanted to ask, you know, around, you know, you know I think you guys mentioned the practice part, uh, you know, Jill, you know, your son, you know, started with a bit of hesitation and then eventually, obviously, he built his confidence around. But are there, are there any apps or are there any, Kind of standard platforms available one that i i knew um forgot the name but it was used in universities called big interview or something where you are able to actually practice the interview skills on video and then it replays back to you so you kind of know uh you know whether your answer was comprehensive how do you appear whether the the fear the hesitation was showing on the camera or not but are there any any kind of you know apps or platforms that job seekers can actually subscribe to to practice this kind of thing, Jill? Uh, look, we've just been in our organisation. We've just been scouting around for one of those for us, actually, to have to to help our mm. uh, candidates to you know practice and do all of those things. But to be honest, I think honestly, at, the, the the most important thing is. The two components one is getting used to the camera and the other is understanding good interview practices and i don't know that you need to pay for a platform to do that i think that just you know using your ipad or your you know your mm. webcam whatever you've got access to and practice looking at that interview and talk at that webcam and talking to that webcam as you say using your hands and doing all of those sorts of things and then watching yourself back is mm. um, really helpful and also really um, understanding in good interview practices, um, particularly around, I think if they're a recorded session, you know, a lot of these technologies are now analysing your rate of speech, your word choice. Um, some of them are doing, you know, facial expressions, micro expressions. So more and more um, mastering that delivery um, just generally from a, an interview perspective, I think is probably the most important thing. I don't know any off the top of my head ones that we standardly recommend mm. um, yet. <laughs> okay, watch this face. Tell me if you've got one. <laughs> mm. So the um, sorry, Gillian. So those the the ones that are doing the analysis is that sort of from a training perspective, as in they're giving you that kind of feedback on. These you know, are how or 
Yeah, no, these these aren't um, for the candidates. These are for the organisations, and they're oh. uh, being used by some of the big organisations. And they're the, the you know they're the latest you know hunky dory AI clever robotic you know um, tools mm. that are coming out. And I don't think they seem sci-fi now, but I don't mm. think they're that far off. And even the little robot interview that I did on the phone. I did that as a candidate but got the feedback back to me as a test. I was just testing the, the platform to see what it was like, to see how it went and all the rest. And it, it gave me feedback on my um, level of language and how fast I spoke and personality traits as well. So all sorts of interesting things that it took from my behavioural responses in that interview. And I'll give you another tip. I was still nervous and it wasn't for a real job and I there was nobody on the end of the phone and I was getting the report on myself and I was still going oh, nervous. Did they get it right? Did so, they did do you think that what they said about your say personality, for example? Because that's the thing about these things, I, I think that yeah. there's this great technology that's sophisticated, but do they know what they're matching up to? particularly do you know what I mean because it does rely on the employer having a really solid foundation of or understanding of what they need as well yes. so I'm just sorry. curious but going back to that was it was, did, do you think they, they oh, I, I, that? it was it interesting when they came back I didn't think it was wrong I, I think I deliver a pretty good behavioral question response through years of coaching people how to do it so I think that probably I had a bit of an advantage in that area but what I, I did take away from it and I still am a big believer in is that even though these technologies are great, they're developing, they're coming, there's something to be said for the instinct of a, a great hirer. Yeah. And, you know, when Sharon was saying that whole, oh, you know, they get the opportunity to sit back and go, can I have a moment to think about or to have that interaction I mm. think that's a missing piece. I, I loved the convenience. I, I loved the convenience yeah. of it. You know, I can have the interview at my own time, after hours, wearing whatever, you know, that was great. But I do think, mm. especially for a career pivot, which is what everybody is doing now, they're looking for perfect match. Hirers mm. can see beyond, you know, these titles don't necessarily. So I think that that instinct piece is missing in those screening mm. technologies. But... Who knows? You know, I think that everything's, all that stuff's getting better. Who knows yeah. what we'll see in a few more years. I agree with you, Gillian. The question just around, what, sorry, you go, um, Sharon. It's, no, I just want to say, look, I agree wholeheartedly, Gillian. I think, you know, sometimes we get so caught up of looking for perfection. You know, we, there's no perfect leader and there's no perfect yeah. uh, candidate. I'm yep. yet to find it. So um, I also think, too, when you're trying to highlight for like, you forget, for me, I look at the candidates that maybe don't quite fit the criteria, but they've got the stretch. They've got yep. the stretch to move forward and really embrace that role. So I'm more looking at characteristics and things and traits. You know, the competencies and skills are uh, things that you can easily um, find out, but it is the underlying, the, the the characteristics, the traits, and do they align with the culture? So for me, that comes back to number one, the hiring manager must really understand what the role is all about. And I would be quite dubious about that to some of the people that I've actually had to work with that, you know, they don't fully understand what is required within that role. Um, and, you know, and secondly, it misses out on those where maybe the resume doesn't look great. 
but in a in a video interview or a one-on-one interview, you can see the the gold. For me, it's a very um, intuitive thing. I can pick someone straight away, and they will go, and the company will then have a stretch. Someone that will grow into the role and be and and just fly. So I sometimes feel it cuts that out. I just want to ask the question, maybe this is one for you, Yana. Um, should you dress, like I always go, oh, yeah, newsreader outfit doing a video interview, you know, might have my PJs on at the bottom or whatever. <laughs> but should you actually dress, and I don't give that advice to people really, but, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, like, should you actually fully dress the part and immerse yourself in that kind of interview experience or is it okay to sit there with your slippers or your bare feet or your joggers or whatever? Um, underneath the table um i think it really depends of uh, each person like it's a personal choice because it's what makes you comfortable mm. uh yes um so for some people you know like i'm just in my swim shorts ah. and i feel pretty comfortable and i feel quite professional doing it yeah so yeah. and don't have any any problem uh, any problem to do it but for someone uh that might be not the case yeah mm. someone actually need to fully dress up to feel more confident and feel like mm. they're going to the interview mm. so um and even with the choice of clothes i would say with the camera it's a, it's a similar thing like you you're wearing what's comfortable but you also need to think about what looks good on camera uh, and we don't want to wear like too much patterns. We don't want to definitely no stripes because stripes flickering on the camera. You know, all the busy patterns better get rid of them and plain colors, uh, blue, purple, green, um, something really plain that um, contrasting your skin and complementing complementing the background or complementing your eyes or something like this. So that mm. would be the, the best choice. But in the same time, you don't wear, don't wear, wear something completely different from what you usually wear. Yeah. So you need to find this, you know, something in between that looks good on camera, but it's not something completely out of your, out of your character. Mm. What about standing up for them? Because, you know, salespeople, we're, we all sort of stand up because we feel physically more confident and there's stuff going on in your body that helps you with that. So would, would you suggest standing up and doing sort of a stand-up desk-based interview or is it better to sit? I work with people who are more comfortable standing. I work with people who are more comfortable sitting. So it mm -hmm. depends. Uh, I think then people standing, they feel more grounded usually. Yeah. Uh, the big mistake, some people, then they're standing, they start swinging. Mm. Some people do. Uh, so, not doesn't look good on camera. Uh, so, some people do definitely feel more grounded and they're staying on the both feet, weight equally, equally on the both feet, and it's easier to uh, keep the posture. Where mm. with the seating, I think the heartbeat is actually this leaning forward bit. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, again, I'm reminding that no one wants to see that <laughs> so um and sometimes it's kind of awkward because you you want to keep your shoulders straight you want to lean a bit forward um it's not you know not the most comfortable position for some people yeah mm -hmm. so that's why i guess it i guess it's a choice yeah so for for some people it might be easier to to stand mm. great and yeah, another question I've been curious about is, 
I mean, I when I I'm used to hiring using you know Upwork and platforms. So often people that I have on my team I don't ever meet face to face. But Sharon, do you think that um, what do you get face to face about a feel for somebody that you just don't get from interviewing um, on on camera? Do you see that there's you know this could be a complete thing that we permanently do the the video interviews, or do people get something extra from you know, being in the same room with someone? Mm. Look, that's such a great question, Carolyn. And I think, you know, like if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have gone, no, I just need to eyeball that person. I need to see them in the flesh. But I really embrace the video interview and I find now that um, it, I get exactly the same. But the the underlying um, reason for that is its practice and its mm. understanding that it is a totally different forum than face-to-face. So for every client that does any type of video interviewing, it would be to make sure that you're familiar with it, that you're not as awkward as what the candidate will be feeling. And you're the leader, you're the you're the brand that they're wanting to align to. So there's no harm in saying to someone, oh, look, I'm a little bit new at this, so we'll work with this together. That's a lovely icebreaker. And it means that you're human. And again, it's a, it's a wonderful side of your brand. But I would strongly encourage that uh, employers really uh, get with the program and find, I just find now that I can ask a zillion different questions and really watch their facial expressions more so than perhaps if I, you know, if they're from the waist up, you know, sometimes I'm a very hands person. So, you know, I particularly look at someone's hands, as Yana was saying, you can't see anything waist down. Um, So you've really got to concentrate on their facial expressions and, you know, whether they're zoning out, like sometimes I've literally seen the Venetian blind look, you know, mm. that's what I call it, that they've checked out. It's like, Ding! and you're yeah. like, okay, they're so not into this job. I need to mm. fast track through that interview pretty quickly. So you've just got to be really aware. And, mm. you know, how does that happen? It's like anything, you know, it's just trial and error, trial and error. And if they could, you know, do interviews uh, a lot more, like, I think the challenge will be things like group assessments. You know, what will happen to group assessments now? Like that's an interesting space to look at. One-to-one interviews is very different, but how do you now get everybody, say, together on Zoom and do a group activity, you know, or a group assessment? That's that's an interesting space to be watching. And one of the people that we spoke to a few days ago um, was doing pretty much that. She's a graduate, uh, providing advice on graduate recruitment programs and talking about they were doing group assessments online. But the group thing is like a part of the assessment is how they interact with everyone else. It, yeah. One of the things I find really interesting is that you can tell pretty quickly when somebody's tuned out or not listening. Um, mm. Seems to be much more so in a video interview. It's just you just And it's really distracting to even, you know, try and because you're trying your best to engage with somebody but and then there's you know, vaguing out or tuning out or just, you know, not particularly interested. Yeah, I'm interested. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think what I'm going to is around, you know, I think we spoke, uh, you know, uh, Carol last week around, uh, you know, video pitching is another thing that we mm. spoke about. And I think, you know, some of the companies are now asking people to, to send a one minute sort of a pitch to them mm. along with their, with their resume cover letter, but now they're asking about it. So, you know, if I could start with Gillian, what are your, you know, kind of thoughts around, around you know, framing that? Because that's a, such a, it doesn't say that what you should be talking or how long it should be and, you know, but it's very kind of very vague in terms of what are they 
sort of been expecting. How do you go about in framing those video pitches? Have you had you know clients who had to do that as part of the application process? Yeah, and I think that um, I actually think they're a great opportunity for people um, if they know that they are going to be recorded. It gives them a good chance to really reflect on you know what they want to say. So I think that's probably the most important piece is really you know take some time before you do that and and work out what it is that you think makes you uniquely valuable to that hirer understand your why as well i think really it's important to have context about why you want to work for that organization and that has to be genuine because i think if you, it's not genuine and you try and say that it doesn't come through in the video so i think it's actually the delivery is important but the piece before it is even more important and as i say i think that comes back to doing your homework thinking from the hirer's um, perspective and then considering your reasoning so why you what you bring of value and what makes you a little bit unique or different to the other however many hundreds sometimes thousands of applicants that they might be um, seeing coming through in those pictures um, so yeah, I, I think it, it really it, it comes back to that. But practice, 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 practice. I think that's the the key. Is it you know you do it eighty thousand times. Eventually, you'll get the bits that you go, oh, that was crap. <laughs> We're not saying that. No, I'll hang on. That worked well for me. You know that yeah. that that's me. That feels like me. Um, but yeah, and also really that comes back to an understanding of you, that personal brand piece that Yana was talking about is so, so important. And um, that's not a that's not a 20 second, you don't do that on the fly. You really need to give that some thought. And I think that's really valuable time to invest in your own mm. development. So yeah. Mm. Fantastic. I actually have a quick question. Um, yes. Have you ever interviewed someone that was like, great on the video interview but then you met them in person and was disappointed great question excellent question <laughs> it's like meeting model, isn't it it's like oh you're that small <laughs> because you know the skill being in front of the camera is still a skill and we are assessing people on the skill being good in front of the camera but then we might meet them in person and we realize that uh this person maybe not as uh, same personality as come across in the camera because uh, everyone have a different um, uh, the people that I work have a different reasons why they feel uncomfortable in front of the camera or why they feel comfortable in front of the camera and why they come across so that's why mm. yeah that's, that's my question and you know what yeah. I actually think my son who is an engineer I think the video forum and webinar thing actually suits them better than the one-on-one -on -one forums sometimes. Sometimes this generation is more comfortable talking to a webcam, talking to the phone. Can I tell you why? Actually, I can tell you why, because I've been working with people like with different generation. And uh, it's it's two facts here. The facts uh, that we're more comfortable than we used to. So obviously younger generation used to look at the selfie, look at the Snapchat, looking yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. They just used to being in front of camera and then you put them in front of audience, they can freeze. Mm. Where usually the generation like 45 plus, we're more comfortable talking in front of the people, but you put in front of the camera and they freeze. And usually mm. it's the lack of the immediate feedback. 
because we so used to receive the uh, immediate feedback from the audience straight away so we can adjust we can adjust our nonverbal uh, communication as well and see how we how we getting along when in front of a camera if you joking you have to joke you know you have to laugh at your own joke and it is uh, uncomfortable for a lot of people who hasn't been uh, doing it before so uh, and I guess hence my question you know someone might just nail this video interview but then you meet them in person and you're like ah oh. mm. <laughs> Bring the camera I'm, back. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've often found the other way around where when I've met them in person, they're more confident. So, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and that's probably because it's starting to, to take off more and there's more people that are going to be asking this as a requirement. So uh, for me, it's been the opposite, whereas they'll sort of come across as a little sheepish or, you know, less confident when you meet them in person. Like, wow. You know, it's more, more like I'm patting myself on the back, like, you are a gun, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's more from, from that perspective, uh, yeah. you know. And I think the other thing as well is the, you know, it's making sure that you get rid of all the distractions around you as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in an interview, one-on-one, um, -on -one, you know, you can see them if they're coming to reception. These are things that you miss. So they come into reception, they're on their social media, they're not really connecting with the receptionist, like, you know, there are a lot of different checkpoints on how they are behaving when they come in. They're not just giving you the good side, you know, in the interview. We want to make sure it's a common theme throughout the organisation. So for me, that's a big part because often, you know, we'd have candidates who would come in and they might be uh, a bit dismissive of the receptionist but be fantastic with me in the interview. Now, I take all of that into consideration, not just how they've performed for me. So that's an element that we would miss, unfortunately, um, just to see their behaviours whilst they're waiting. You know, I did some recruitment for a client that they watched them, you know, they would have like a, a group assessment. So from the time they walked in and sat in the foyer, they were literally being interviewed unbeknownst wow. to them because uh, they wanted to see, you know, did they interact with the other attendees and, you know, um, or did they just bury themselves into their phone and not have any communication? And did they acknowledge reception? So they gleaned a lot from that. Um, mm. And, you know, there were some horror stories saying, you know, people came in and they were, like, eating their hungry jacks at 100 mile an hour. That was not my candidate, luckily. <laughs> you know, we, we won't see that stuff, you know. So that can be a little bit of a downside. Excellent. Right, All right, look, you know, it, uh, you know, I really want to because we are, you know, absolutely going to an end. I will finish in, uh, uh, you know, in a minute or so. Uh, you know, I think one of the most important things that to take away from this is practice, practice, practice. You know, because yeah. if you wait for your, you know, if you wait that oh, when I get the video interview, then I will start to worry about it. I think that's a very wrong response. Yeah. You know, I think I think one should start to record themselves in their own privacy yeah. about mm -hmm. uh, you know, how they project, how they look. You know, one of one of the constant feedback that I receive, uh, you know, when I started doing LinkedIn lives and also, you know, appearing, uh, you know, on LinkedIn videos, is that my, you know, my head is a little bit over this way, and you know, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm I'm not really maintaining that eye contact, you know, with uh, you know, with the audience. That's that's. You know, that's a, it's that's because your camera is too low. Your ah. camera is too low. It's not because your head is up, it's because your camera is too low. So what we need to try to do, we're yeah. keeping the camera on the eye level. Because yeah. as soon as yeah. your camera is too high, you look too submissive. 
yeah, yeah. so it's mm -hmm. like you kind of the, losing the power and as soon as your camera is too is too low uh you start looking dominant straight away so that's one yeah. thing to kind of keep in mind as well because usually we want to yeah. be mm -hmm. uh, on the same level with the audience yeah, because that just yeah. again yeah. the psychological effect of the camera position can you critique us, Yana? How have the rest of us <laughs> gone as far as that's scary? How have you If you're ready. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I say things as it is, so. <laughs> you yeah, don't go right ahead. It sounds like a laptop is a good idea, though, Yana, because you've got more control over that, don't you? Mm. Uh, yeah, so I'm on my laptop at the moment, but I usually uh, do everything on my phone. It's even more flexible to do it on the phone that I can put. But at the moment, my laptop is on a little bit, it's elevated. So I put the box um, underneath my laptop so that every time I jump on my Zoom call, I'm making sure that uh, my web camera at on my eye level. So especially now that we're all working from home, I kind of set up whole my... Um, yeah, I move the furniture around so specifically for that. I make sure that my web camera all is on my eye level and I have a reasonable background behind me because before you would just look at my kitchen. But, you know, now it looks a bit prettier. Um, but, um, yeah, light. Don't forget about the light. So it's uh, it's uh, quite important. And, like, Caroline, your camera is really low too. You, you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I need it higher. Yeah. And even you can tell it even by the window because you see how the lines in the window go a bit sideways. Yes, That's why okay. you can tell you can tell that the camera is uh, on the on the lower angle. And okay. uh, with Jillian, it's vice versa. Your camera is a bit high. Yeah, I'm on a big iMac and it's very difficult to get you. It's my seat that I have. Probably to the, probably <laughs> the wide lens as well. You probably your lens a bit it's wider very, at that one as well. Uh, yeah, the white yeah. lens uh, disturb disturb a little bit as well. And mm. I have windows all around my house. So it's very difficult to get a backdrop. And five <laughs> people all working from home at uh, at the moment in different spaces. So furniture yeah. everywhere. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, I was worried. I was worried because I've got the pattern on. I was thinking, oh my god, it's going to look like a big pattern. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing with uh, with uh, it's um, blending into the background a little bit. Because okay, so I just look like a head. Similar, similar color. That's yes. what I would say. So yeah. it, it's blending in. If it would blend in, it doesn't matter a bit of the dots, but because the actual color blends in with the wall. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Fantastic tips. On that note, we will be signing out. Uh, you know, again, uh, thank you very much for coming on this LinkedIn Live on a very, very short notice. Yeah. Sharon, thank you. Jill, uh, always a pleasure to have you on LinkedIn Live. And Yana, thank you, uh, thank thank you very you. much for being there. And Caroline, uh, thanks for jumping in again. Uh, we will be coming to you live tomorrow, 3 p.m. Melbourne time again. And we are bringing a new guest tomorrow. So please don't forget to tune in tomorrow as well. Until that, until that time, stay safe, stay healthy, and yeah. keep sanitizing yourself. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us 
on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.